Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, and uh, Barry the Boater rounded out the crew as we attempt to navigate the latest boating news and information and just share a few spo- you know, boating stories, anecdotes, uh, man on the street stuff today because uh, Mike in particular is out, uh, well, near the water, not on the water as we speak, but down uh, in the Sarasota, Florida area where you're getting ready to go out on a Hatteras with a friend and, and what are you doing are you going to buy this boat just going out for adventure no. or what? what what's the deal mike no i own all the fab- fiberglass i need <laughs> but okay, uh fair no we're just no we uh have a good uh a good friend that has a, a 57 foot hatteras over here nice. and uh he spends his summers up in uh, maine and so he's going to be gone most of the summer so some friends and i came down and we are uh just getting the boat ready for the summer and while he's gone, we're going to come down every uh, several weeks and and steal it, it out, make sure she's okay. Yeah, we're going to use it. Kind of funny. So you know, you've parlayed I, I some kind of scam, so you can watch after <laughs> your friend's boat when really you're just going to be taking it out uh, out, out on the water, or, you know, uh, under the guise of, oh yeah, I'll keep an eye on her for you. Uh, kind well, of they thing. always say, you know. Some people like to have boats, and some people like to have friends with boats. Yes. I have a boat, and I have a friend with a boat. Wow, so best of both better. worlds. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So uh, you say it's a 57-footer, right? So, so, yeah, it's a 1975 uh, Hatteras 57. Okay. Is it a pretty uh, you know, well-equipped and everything and, and up-kept, and mm-hmm. it's a pretty uh, nice vessel? Because those yeah, are it's nice it's- cruising uh, boats, for for, for sure. its age, it's in it's in pretty good shape, and yeah. like any boat that was built in 1975, there are some fit and finish things that could be uh, updated. But it has good electronics, and uh, the engines are healthy. And okay, so the big question is, why isn't the rest of the world of boating crew with you uh, on this adventure? As uh, come on down. Okay, so <laughs> we'll, okay, go through the uh, shakedown cruise. Uh, this week work out all the kinks and then next time you have to go keep an eye on her for your friend you can bring some other friends with you that's the plan absolutely barry you're in right uh, are they going to top off the tanks before they leave for maine gosh i hope so why you don't want to pay the fuel bill huh? <laughs> well i've already got a boat to pay the fuel bill for but right. uh, i think that uh i don't know how much fuel is on board right now but uh plenty, well, if you, pl- if plenty you, for what we're doing if you're going to take care of it, you got to take it out every couple of weeks to make sure it's all good. So right. that's why I ask. And we'll need a, a full crew and uh, Barry the boaters volunteering. I would assume, right, Barry? You would uh, sure. Captain Patrick, he he'd probably be willing to help out. No, uh, no, 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 Captain Patrick. Why? Okay, no. come on, Captain Patrick. Why not, not a fan of the Hatteras? Come on. No, no, I love Hatteras. Whatever, whatever, whenever I wind up going out on a friend's boat. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Barry, you know where you know you know exactly yeah, know where I'm going. Well, hey, well, by you the no way, longer since you're here, become a friend, or what do you mean? No, since you're here, what? If, yeah, they want you to fix something. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. 
Okay. Oh, you, you know, wow, you I, just, I just noticed that the <laughs> such and such isn't working, and I haven't been able. Hey, you know a little bit about that system, don't you? You know, the, wor- the worst was when I would get stopped up at Silver Glen. Hmm. And, well, and, here's the and, thing. I'm, I'm, I know you like to drive boats. If you're on a boat, you want to drive. So if you come down, you can drive. There you go. I, I'm I willing to it. after I fix it. I'm willing to come over and be a passenger because that that counts for something. Come on over. It? Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't want to do Greg, any work. Greg will be the, Greg will be the deck fluff as we <laughs> we we now call him. Mike, uh-huh. uh, serious question. So you've got your friend who who w- summers up in Maine and leaves his uh, very large, very expensive boat in the water and relies on friends to come by and give it a once over has he put any type of even though it's an older boat has he has he put any type of a monitoring system on board um for being away from the boat for such an extended period of time you know i'm not sure uh i was on the boat for about 10 minutes before we left for lunch yeah so i haven't had a chance to to look around but i do know he has divers come and scrape the bottom every uh every few weeks um, every few and, weeks and, you know and the, then they the actually things, visit yeah. his boat which is uh <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah really over, over in that area barry there's not a lot of water movement right um exactly. it's pretty shallow and that that the warmer the water the faster the rate of growth and it yes. it can overwhelm in a hurry um and even having divers come out that's why you go out and you you, you go out and you run it and uh, take it through some really shallow areas. That'll knock all the uh, growth off the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, look, a sandy bottom that'll clean it real quick. <laughs> well, it's sandblasting. Yeah, mm. yeah. But he has it all set up because he just had the boat hauled out, full bottom job, new cutlass bearings. Nice. Uh, did the props? You know, had the props tuned. You know, the boat's ready. And uh, now it's just a maintenance thing from that standpoint. Does, yeah. does he so, buy, does he bottom paint the props, the wheels, or is he doing something like prop speed? I think he did prop speed. Nice, smart but I'm guy. Not sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, what will you yeah, have to that, do? Just like start up the engines once a month and make sure you know she's just purring like well, a kitten. We'll, and, we'll come down every several weeks and, yeah. and maybe even take it out for a ride. So. Um, one of my lifelong best friends uh, is down here with me. He's actually real close friends with the owner that's why i'm here so it'll be he and i coming down and and taking the boat out every once in a while just to keep her exercised but right uh, so mike twin gas twin diesel oh i don't think they ever built a 57 hatteras with gas engines but uh, Uh, you you never know over the years somebody (laughs) could have retrofitted and said i'm taking these 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 nasty diesels out of here no these are eight eight uh eight v 71 diesels detroit's Mm-hmm. Yeah. So plenty of power. And, uh, Probably and fairly efficient too, aren't they? For for the boat's size, yeah. Um, if you run it, you know, you know, keep it out of the turbos for most of your cruising. Uh, you can get on a boat this size probably about 0. 0.7 or 0. 0.8 miles per gallon. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at, at about at about at about ten knots. Yeah, maybe nine knots. So you're just a friend of a friend of the guy who owns the boat, right? Well, I'm, well, the owner is a friend of mine now through my friend. Okay, I mean, I've, I've known him a couple of years. Yeah. All right, but but not yeah. close enough that if uh, you you went at, went over to check on the boat here in another month and it just magically you know left international water or state waters and no, ended up he, in the Bahamas and no, we could go. No, oh, we, we could. We, 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 yeah, oh, we absolutely could go. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, and he wouldn't get upset yeah. by that? He'd say, no, yeah, take no. her. Take her away. But that that would be drive, a long trip. But it's well, a shorter drive for you to come to my boat in Sanford. Well, that's true. Take a ride on Silhouette, you know, any given weekend. Yeah. Yeah, well, they down in Sarasota. I guess maybe we could cruise down though uh, over there. We could take her down to like Key West or the Dry Tortugas or something like that. We could yeah. actually. Yes, that would be mm-hmm. nice. Okay, mm-hmm. see Barry's in. Yeah, that would be great. That well, I've appeal. never been there. Dry Dry Tortugas supposed to be beautiful out there. Yeah, and it, but but even with that, Patrick doesn't want to go. No, Patrick, you won't help out. And uh, no. run the boat. God, no, he's going to be surfing this summer. Are you kidding? Okay, I told him I. Patrick, I said you can drive the boat. I know. That's what I, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> coax them in somehow. Like, hey, you can have uh, have the helm, and we, we'll just mark it off. Do you Patrick's know how many territory. boats I've driven since I was 12? I know, but you've always said that if you're on a boat, you want to. Be oh, I, I, I'm. So I, you- if I'm on a boat, I'm driving. Absolutely. I, okay. I hate. Right. I hate. I hate being a Greg. Okay, so come, so <laughs> if you if you come if you come to Sanford and and we go out on silhouette. I'm just going to crack a beer open and let you let you take the boat. Chauffeur uh, the rest of the people your... around. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's it. it. That's how I've had some of our uh, customers hire me as as a captain was to go out and run their boats while they went and entertained. Yeah, I've d- I've done that before. A boating sho- <laughs> chauffeur, uh, pretty much. Patrick. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. could work. I, I'm okay. I'm okay it, with that. And Greg will be the mixologist. No, I, I, he already said uh, earlier, I'm going to be the boat fluff. No, Greg, Greg I mean, is going to be it, the... Might as well flaunt it. You know Greg, I mean? Greg will be the early warning sunburn detector. Yeah. That, that could work, you know? He could okay. be the sun measuring right. UV detector. Time to roll over. He looks like a lobster. <laughs> okay. It's only been three minutes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's about right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what he it gets takes sunburned to in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, don't open the window. So you're enjoying yourself in Sarasota. So uh, t- you're just kind of going to go through some more. Well, he's going to take you through some of the systems, I guess, when you get out on the boat in the morning. Is that the deal, uh, Mike? Yeah, uh, actually, we, we we kind of did a quick quick look around, and the systems are not unlike the ones on on my boat. So they're okay. they're pretty familiar. So uh, yeah, we're going to go through the boat tomorrow. All right. Do a quick test and make sure everything runs right, and uh, you know, make him feel comfortable about leaving for the summer. And, uh, All right. Well, my advice to you is don't mention the rest of the crew at the World of Boating. He may have a change of heart if he's heard any of this nonsense. So just keep that to uh, to our crew, and uh, we'll come out and go boating with you next time. All right. More coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast you guys where's Haley? Um, she is on a boat in the marina putting you in her rear view mirror boats have those don't they? come on down This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner still with us. I thought he was going to head out and go uh, get get on the Hatteras, but he's still uh, connected, as you can see on uh, YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch. Uh, What's the deal there, Mike? You just bored? Are you? I see you're outside some kind of eatery. Is that some like yeah. Amish restaurant in Sarasota you're hanging at? Amish today? It's, it's, it's uh, clearly not Amish. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, we're, no, we're at a we're at a place called the the, the Golf Drive Cafe. Just, oh, okay. uh, wait, waiting for our food. Yeah, I've said this yeah. a million times, Barry. Remember, Sarasota is a popular uh, Amish community. Very, yeah, very I big just, Amish I, community there. I didn't think they had them there. Yeah, they got great restaurants that the Amish put put together. They have some of the best food you can get in that uh, neck of the woods. Yeah, you can actually go to Ikea and get those Amish restaurant kits. <laughs> That's a dim, different type of Amish. Uh, oh. Anyway, uh, there you go. That's my little food tip for everybody. If you go to Sarasota, go visit one of the Amish restaurants. That's your only food tip. It's the one that you've repeated probably umpteen times yeah, but on the show. Barry seems so. to keep forgetting it. My, Every my time short I bring term it up. memories. My short term memories. Now, Bar- Bar- yeah, Barry sure. doesn't forget. He's just ignoring you. <laughs> it could be that too. No, that is not, <laughs> that is not accurate. So, uh, all right, but Mike, are you going to hang then or are you got to take off or what, what are you, what are you doing? Just yeah, making... I can stay through this segment. Okay. Then, uh, all right. I... Well, feel free to comment. We got uh, some other stories that we got to navigate through. We uh, do. Some in- involving, uh, Unique water hazards. 
Uh, well, not far from where we are here at headquarters that, in Orlando, right? That is correct. And one of the headlines on this story was uh, helicopter crashes into gator-infested lake, hmm. uh, Lake Apopka, okay. which pretty much if you're in central Florida, every lake is is gator-infested, including uh, most retention ponds. And by the way, so, it's mating season right now for gators, so you don't want to get close to them. Wait, how do you know that? Uh, because I am familiar with the mating cycles of uh, Florida, the Florida alligator. And this okay, is the season. They're, Mo- they're getting their freak on. Moving so. on. Moving on. <laughs> yes. So there was a helicopter crash into Lake Apopka on Tuesday. Okay. And it made headlines, of course, you know, helicopter crash, especially here in Central Florida. I think there's been like four in the last 20 some odd years. It doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it going down in a lake and uh, they were out uh, spraying some herbicide or something like that. So there was a couple boats out there that were observing, you know, part of the whole operation were able to get to the, the helicopter pilot and get them, you know, uh, off the helicopter. No, no real harm done. Now, it gets even more interesting because the follow-up story is crews recovering a helicopter that crashed in Lake Apopka Tuesday discovered a second mystery helicopter in the water Wednesday morning. Wow. Holy moly. In the same area? In the same area. Yeah. Actually, just uh, so you know, Lake Apopka in, you know, which is, you know, part of central Florida, right outside of Orlando, is a a uh, flight training ground area where so student pilots like myself will come out of Orlando Executive and they do their training uh, missions. They fly out to Lake Apopka and they, and then they uh, they do some training and you know S curves and things like that when they're trying to learn how to fly airplanes and evidently maybe helicopters not so efficiently in this case. Yeah, but well, how do you lose a helicopter? Uh, well, they didn't they, they didn't know. lose them. Um, well, they found they knew one went down, but then they found a bonus one. Well, they, hey! accident, well, they accidentally found the second one. Yeah, so. sounds like well. It. They yeah, and the weird thing is, both helicopters are owned by the same company. Okay, mm. so like an insurance thing. So um, the FAA is uh, investigating, right? And Greg, yeah, we all know that you're uh, working on your pilot's license for the last twelve years. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with flying a helicopter? Uh, a little bit. I've been in one, so that counts for something. Oh, my God. I've been in a helicopter. <laughs> that doesn't count for nothing. What, what do you mean it doesn't? No, of course well, it does. Well, it, it was fun uh, to be in one. So, but what's your point? Like I mean, I, yeah, okay, I'm familiar with hel- helicopters, yeah. But, but, well, because like, I was going to talk about the type of helicopters, but since you're really not, you know, you wouldn't know a Bell from a Huey. Um well, yeah, I would, or, but I mean, but what's the point? I mean, I thought you were talking about do I know how to fly them? Or, well, yeah, there was there was that too. But okay, you, but they're they're totally don't. different. I mean, if you know how to fly an airplane, well, that will not help you whatsoever when it comes to flying a helicopter. Other than would maybe it? knowing how to talk to you know the tower, which is the same. But as far as the skills required to fly a helicopter versus flying an airplane or a general aviation aircraft, it's uh-huh. like night and day. So, so going to start a fight. Which which is harder? <laughs> uh, I hear I've heard helicopters are harder. Actually, yeah, I would. It takes I would, a li- I would I, agree with that. Yeah, from yeah. what I've ta- I've talked to some helicopter pilots, 
over the years, and <laughs> and they what, went, was one well, of them. T, was well, one of them named TC, and he was from Hawaii. No, that's incorrect. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. it, 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 it takes a little bit more balance because you got to use both uh, both feet and your arm, and 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 the I collective mean, and yeah. all the yeah. There's yeah. there's a few little more tricks to a helicopter. Uh, you know, yeah. and learning to fly an airplane. I mean, flying air, anybody can fly an airplane. It's uh, taking off is easy too. It's the landing part that gets you, and you really <laughs> yeah. need to get all three elements in place <laughs> before you really want to. I, do I that have a quick of, question though. Yeah. Which so the helicopter that they found, the the other one, when uh-huh. did it crash? Yeah, do we know? Uh, earlier, obviously, in the day. Oh, no. Earlier in the day. Uh-huh. They they were like a a day apart. These things both went down. Wow. Uh, They didn't find any bodies in the other one, did they? So it... It it, uh, It doesn't say? No. Wait a minute. They found the bonus helicopter and that one had went went down the day before? Are you just saying that? Or is that the truth, uh, Patrick? That that would be the truth. They went down because they they were out there they were out there performing operations, spraying this herbicide on Lake Apopka, yeah, probably to control all the hydrilla and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. Lake Apopka has been plagued over the many, many, many decades, whether with right. uh, the hydrilla growth or the, the 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 phosphates getting into the Lake Apopka from all the farms. It's it's a mm-hmm. troublesome body of water. It's actually surprising how the alligators are. In fact. The alligators that are in there are probably mutant alligators, and uh, definitely don't want to mess with them. Hmm. Well, the phosphates—they're oh, probably pretty clean. Actually, oh, okay. actually the lake—they've been resurrecting that lake for many years. It's actually a pretty good ecosystem right now. But I'm just really surprised that this company lost two helicopters a day apart. Yeah, I mean that's unprecedented. That, that seems that, odd. Yes. The okay. So just so you know, okay. So from Click Orlando which is a trusted news source here in Florida. Two helicopters owned by the same Florida company crash into Lake Apopka just hours apart. Hmm. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's not a good day when it comes to flying uh, helicopters, and uh, we'll see how long their business lasts. More coming up on The World of Boating. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry Zebooter, rounding out the crew. All right, so uh, the navigational hazards in Lake Apopka, uh, they're no longer there. They got the helicopters out. Uh, had a helicopter incident, uh, found that one, and then evidently while they were salvaging that one, they found the second one. Is that right, Patrick, in a nutshell? Yeah. I wonder if you get a discount uh, if you find one and get one, you know, for half price. Uh, find one, get one free. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I don't know about free. Yeah. Uh, I don't hear Patrick. Is he muted? I don't hear him either. No, he's not muted. I don't know what yeah. happened. I don't hear you, Patrick. You got to turn your microphone on. Well, but, I uh, think it's on. Yeah. But, but anyway. So, so at least they got him. They found him. Uh, I mean, that's a bad day when any kind of uh, aircraft goes down in a waterway. Uh, but but if you have two happen so close together, sounds like there's 
there's something weird going on or or I, I can't imagine what his insurance rates are going to be like when he's done. Well, yeah, uh, it'll be okay. Tell. It'll be okay. All right, we got you. Back, okay. Hey, right. real, real, real quick, because yeah. I know we got this is our short segment. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this week, I had posted some pictures on an installation that I was involved with um, on a new yacht and. Uh, had some people, you know, what is that exactly? Uh, and what what we're installing, uh, what we're looking at, is uh, a product made by Wabasto, who's probably more known for refrigerator units and ice makers and things like that. But this is their Blue Cool uh, V series. It's a variable speed chiller air conditioning system. Mm, okay. Um, which gives you a, a cooling capability from eight thousand to seventy seven thousand BTU. And Sweet. for and for yachts like what we manufacture, where we've got three zones: forward cabin, aft cabin, and upper helm uh, uh, salon. You know, because of the uh, enclosed upper cockpits. Normally, what you'd find with boats like that is three separate air conditioning units, probably anywhere from sixteen thousand to eighteen thousand BTU. So now you've got three units that you have to service versus this one single unit. That's a chilling system, which is good and more efficient, I assume. Is that where you're? Going we're gonna find. We're gonna find out. Okay, and that's <laughs> next on the world of boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Captain, oh captain, my captain, rise up and hear the bells. Rise up for you, the flag is flung, for you, the bugle trills. All right, dismissed. <laughs> well, uh, just to remind you, Pipe Piper is still a sinking ship, so. Enough with the maritime metaphors. You don't have to walk the plank on a sinking ship. This is the world of boating, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, as a boater running out the crew. All right, so, uh, Patrick had posted some pictures of a air conditioning unit, uh, a chiller, I yeah, guess. So made, made what, by made by Wabasto. Okay. So it's a, it's a it's a single unit mm-hmm. versus having say three separate uh, air conditioning units set up in your boat for right. three different zones. So with the, with this one, what we're looking at is again you you got a, a range of eighty five hundred to seventy seven thousand BTU based on their product offering. Uh, the big thing for me is, and Barry, this will probably make sense to you, maybe not so much to Greg. Zero electrical starting peak. So really? yes, hmm. um, and what happens with boats of a certain size with uh, individual air conditioning units is though people go on board and they'll try to kick all of them on or they'll hook up shore power and the acs are turned on and it'll just the itch the system goes what um and it's it's created issues over the years with uh soft start systems and things like that for the air conditioning uh units to make sure that you don't overload that system and in your in a warm weather or hot weather uh area like florida uh, so much so. The other thing is um, it, a preventive. It, this thing is incredibly, and I haven't gotten into, I haven't gotten a chance to mess with it too much. But 
Uh, it's got a preventive maintenance monitoring system, condensate-free operation, which means it doesn't create any condensation, unlike individual uh, air conditioning units that you'll find on your boat, which creates an issue as far as drainage and maintenance and keeping those drip, those drain pans clean, things like that. Uh, the Probably the biggest thing for me is how smart this thing is as all technology is moving towards to where uh, the ability for it to self-monitor, um, to uh, network with uh, the Wabasto systems, and kind of self-diagnose even uh, if there's an issue. The mm. drawback, as I see it, and again, in boats of a certain size, probably not going to be, you just have to design for it, um, is its size. Because you've gone from you know three small units uh, spread out in a boat to one large unit, um, and where do you put that most commonly is going to be in the engine room. And based on um, how much stuff you've got in there already, uh, it, it can create a challenge not only with space, but also with weight as far as making sure that your static list or your vessel is is correct. Uh, with the larger yachts, a lot of them moving towards you know outboard options, and you have that huge engine compartment open for things like sea keepers and stuff like that. Not going to be an issue uh, for your traditional, say you've got uh, Volvo Penta IPS diesels. Might be a little bit more challenging, but for boats that are coming out of manufacturing new, it will be designed for it. So we're going to give this thing a shakedown this summer and see how well uh, this performs. Yeah, well, if you're designing it from the ground up, I would imagine it would be more efficient than three separate units trying to do that, or do we know yet? We we. We we suspect it will be. Um, again, you go off the literature, what the vendor tells you, and, you know, Wabasso is going to tell you it's the best thing since sliced bread. And if you go up against Dometic and Marine Air, their systems are going to tell you, you know, their systems are, are the best thing since sliced bread. Right. So chances are for manufacturers as they move more towards units like this, probably offering them as an option, you can get. Option A, which would be your individual marine uh, air conditioning units, or you could get uh, a system like this. What the price difference is, that I couldn't tell you. But it's awfully, awfully interesting. But it 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 creates a challenge moving forward as boats age, and we're seeing that now. You would think, man, 2017, that wasn't too long ago. Yeah, it's five model years coming up on six as we get ready for 2023. Um, And what you're going to have is components that are going to start to age and probably replacements won't be directly available. So things like Garmin's, you're going into a new boat now and finding analog gauges, probably going to be pretty rare. Most everything you're going to find is going to be Garmin displays, Raymarine, a glass cockpit by Volvo Penta, which is made by um, Garmin, but is actually a Volvo Penta product um, that Garmin builds for them. But as these things age and they need to be replaced, the challenge you're going to have is those units, You they're just not going to be so simple as a plug-and-play, unplug it, plug in a new one. There's going to be splash screens that are going to need to be loaded. There's going to be uh, other data that may need to be loaded. And I know marine boat manufacturers are starting to confront that and figure out how they do that moving forward, which is really kind of setting up a department within their company that handles 
warranty replacements or somebody who's got a boat that's out of warranty but yet wants to, you know, the system needs to be replaced and making sure that everything is loaded into that device prior to it being sent out because just sending you out a a Garmin uh, 7612 isn't going to do it. We've also starting to find this with smart battery chargers. Smart battery chargers are actually programmed by the marine manufacturers, and you've got the, uh, the the dip switches that have to be set based on the type of battery that's going to be used. So again, going to West Marine or going to uh, the vendor even and getting a replacement for these smart battery chargers, you could wind up that if that unit fails and you replace it, that all of a sudden you've got lack of communication at that uh, Garmin screen or that Ray Marine. It's as technology advances, it creates unseen problems or unforeseen problems. And this is one that the industry is going to have to get a handle on moving forward because we all know that components in boats are eventually going to stop working. They will need to be replaced. And what is going to be the process for that? And companies such as the one that I work for are already working on this for solutions so that you make that uh, replacement as trouble-free as possible. Well, I would imagine that uh, this kind of goes back to why you would want to go with a company that's been around, has a long track record, and hopefully is not going to be going out of business anytime soon. Well, a- absolutely, because... It- whether that's you know Sea uh, Ray, whether it's 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 Cobalt, whether it's uh, you know one of the other manufacturers, whether it's pontoon boats, um, go fast boats, or the company that I work for, you know a track record is one thing, but the ability for that company to recognize that these are issues as technology has advanced and it's changed and it's made boating easier. It's also presenting, it's going to present challenges moving forward as boats age, because even if that boat is five years old or 10 years old, it still says whatever boat manufacturer made it on the side. And the last thing you want as a boat manufacturer is whether it's the original owner or second owner, even third owners. Hey, Barry, how come you're not out in your boat? Ah, I such and such the, can't get a replacement uh, called the factory they don't know what they're doing they sent me a unit it n- now nothing works and you would okay. think it would you would think it would be easy as plug and play but there are especially once you start to move into digital switching those units those glass cockpits those garment displays those raymarine displays are going to have to be programmed by the manufacturer by the boat manufacturer prior prior to being sent out or, or create some kind of universal system. Well, supposedly and with NEMA and all. Yeah, you, I know. You, you, you can't this. because, like with splash screens especially, what boat manufacturers are doing, they're tailoring those splash screens on those units to the particular boat that you're in. And when you get into the digital switching, they're going to make it to where when you turn on your nav lights, your, dis- your, your uh, display that shows your boat, is going to show your nav lights on right. or your right. cockpit lights. So it's got to be programmed with that data prior to being sent out as replacement. Well, well as yeah, time that- advances, I think you're not going to need a boating mechanic as much as an IT guy. Yeah, no, you, you, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. and, and the biggest problem is, is that they cannot let these things have such a short end-of-life cycle that someone buys something and two years later they can't even get it repaired because mm-hmm. people are going to get tired of that really quick. 
Well, they don't, and that's what we talked with, um, I want to say his name, was Carlos or Juan from Seawire, um, who specializes in refurbishing units like that. Yeah. Because you may find that screens delaminate, um, or they just they, they go out on the fritz. And all those manufacturers, I think, do an exceptional job. It's not often that I hear of failures uh, on the warranty end, certainly within that first year, but we know that eventually a unit is going to fail. Whether it's 1, whether it's 10, whether it's 20, what do you do moving forward from that? And we'll talk about that next on The World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com go there now and check out nanook the evolution of protection successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast here's the boat and here's you do you want to be in the boat yeah hello that's my on a boat when I'm born, it's a perfect kind of joke. I'm living it up and never giving up life on a boat. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. All right, so you got to prepare um, for this technology. You want to put it on your new boat, just realize, you know, there's always upgrades. There's compatibility issues with well, things. If, they, if it goes on the fritz and, you know, that's just the reality. 
I mean, there is. Coming. And, you know, even years ago, I mean, even with analog gauges, as analog gauges, you would think, well, how, how different could they be? But we went through a period where the tax uh, that were being used based on the transmission and the engine package, those were magnetic tax. So if you had one of these boats with this, the certain engine uh, combination and transmission, it's, you know, and you ordered, well, my tack went out. I'm just going to go get, you know, go to go online or wherever and buy a replacement tack. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. It's got, so even as things as simple as that, the old style round analog gauges, there are specific types of gauges there that the boat uh, was designed for or the gauge needs to be used. And as that technology has advanced and things are moving towards uh, digital switching, the the smart battery chargers, which you're going to find more and more and more. And I bring that up because one of the things that we predicted on this show going back a couple years ago is coming to pass, which is you're starting to see uh, a lot of these boats that are now two years old that were bought uh, kind of at the beginning of the pandemic or during the, the height of the pandemic that are coming up for sale uh, for whatever people, either they fell in love with boating and they want to upgrade and they realize now's a better time to, to sell than not. And they're willing to wait uh, to get their new boat or they got into boating and realized that it's, it's a hassle and it's something that they're not prepared for. And they want to get rid of the boat, and now is the best time to, you know, unload that that lovingly pre-owned low-hour boat. So you're going to have boats like this coming into the market, the pre-owned market, that have got this technology. And if you're not aware of it, if you're if you haven't done your research, it can come back and bite you and prove to be very very frustrating. And you've got manufacturers that make resources available online uh, through, let's say, a, a portal like a knowledge base or something like that, where certain uh, documents and procedures are available not only to the dealers but also to boat owners. But to program one of these battery chargers, you don't you don't have the program, you don't have the laptop, you don't have the cables. You know, you, you don't know what dips, uh, dip switches that need to be engaged. Even if you, you open up the owner's manual or the installation manual on some of these battery chargers and you're like, I'm not reading that. No, they don't, <laughs> if they don't wear their, if they don't read the owner's manual, their car, they're not going to deal with this. Right. YouTube. So, well, e- you know, even sometimes. at, even, even yeah. at that. Okay. Because I, I I enjoy YouTube University. Uh, I've used it many, many times for my, my Ford F-150. Uh, but there are times I've got my go-to uh, YouTube instructors, if you will, that know what they're talking about versus the guy who, you know, is, Hey, y'all, I'm here and I'm about ready to replace the radio in my 2004 F-150. And here's what you need. You need a hammer and a chisel. And uh, one of these uh, newfangled, I made this one out of a fork, you know, and it's like, nope, nope, nope. Very but, resourceful. Yeah, but I did Could find be. a way because my, my, my F-150's got the suicide doors, you know, on the back. And when those latches failed, I found online a literally a, a $5 fix versus replacing the cables at $150 a door just by positioning tie wraps in a certain manner, creating tension on those cables. And it's like, <laughs> this thing works great. Zip ties fix everything. Right. That, that duct tape. That, that duct tape. 
Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, it, Barry and I were talking during the break about um, repowering. And that's something else that we're starting to see in the industry. And this, again, is something that we predicted where uh, boat buyers are not willing to wait a year or two years for their new boat. So they're taking their existing boat that may be 10 years old or 20 years old. And now they're looking at upgrading the electronics, upgrading mm-hmm. the engine, repowering, going, you know, with something newer. It, it, you know, yeah, the, the engine's got X number of hours on it. It's really kind of tired. It's at the, the end of its life, so to speak. I want something that's more fuel efficient, cleaner burning. And they're moving towards that end, which again, helps in that marine economy drives uh that type that business as well okay that's good it is it's 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 all good the 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 caveat that we wanted to throw out there was with these low hour boats that are you know four five six years old even be aware of the technology do your homework and just be aware of how the boat is set up, what it's got on board, especially if it's a larger boat and it's got a smart battery charger, uh, if it's got Garmin or glass cockpit or Raymarine, a- any of these uh, flat screen displays, what's involved if the unthinkable happens and that system fails and needs to be replaced. You, I've had calls from customers, the Garmin that, they, that has failed – they don't make it anymore, and the one that's the replacement is one inch bigger. Right. So and, and now, how do they put you, that in? How do they put that into their dash? Right. It's I don't know. I, I think duct tape and uh, tie wraps. Zip ties. Yep. Yeah. Zip ties. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to have to wrap it up. Till next time. Remember, whether it is sail or motor, life is, life better, is better as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the World of Boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.